Well, hello there, friends, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about job shadowing. And the reason it's top of mind for me right now is because I just came out of one of our mastermind sessions. So that's something that I do is I run small group masterminds. And this came up for someone and people had in the mastermind had some really great ideas and we were chatting about it. And I thought it would make a really fantastic episode to share with you all about some of the ideas and also give you a step-by-step way of approaching job shadowing because this season is all about highly sensitives. And so if you're anything like me, the idea of asking someone to be their job shadowing can create all kinds of thoughts in our brains, maybe you feel anxiety in your body, and it can be hard. So what we can do is we can kind of step out, kind of step away from it being emotional and being about about who we are or about how people might think about us by asking. And instead, we just kind of look at it a little bit more step by step and try to make it a little bit more of a matter of fact experience. So that is what I'm going to give for you today. It's going to be an overview of how we can identify and approach someone to be their shadow. So let's get to it. Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Unruly Leadership Podcast, where I help subject matter experts like you design a career on your terms. It's where strategy meets intuition to help you break the rules, ignore the rules, and make your own damn rules. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that's keeping you in your career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you were meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, career, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. Let's talk about job shadowing. This is a term that you, you may have come across before. It may have been called different things. But in essence, it's the concept that you follow someone else in their job in order to learn from them. So sometimes you might see this, uh, students sometimes do this when they're choosing career paths. You literally go and shadow someone for a day or a week or possibly even longer. Usually it's just a day, part of a day, maybe a week. And in the student community, it's to help them identify whether or not they feel like that job is a good fit. When someone is an early career professional or you're new on the job in your first few months of a job, it can be very common. So this is very common for entry-level positions, first like first, first professional job entry-level positions to go in and shadow your new peers, to shadow people in different parts of your unit or your part of your organization in order to help you familiarize yourself with how things are done, how what are the expectations. Um, and how you can best learn your new role as well as where your role fits within the rest of the organization. Those are two common places. But another really valuable place, and this is what came up in our mastermind, is what about the mid-career professional? So if you're someone who still has at least five years left in your career, probably 10 or 15, you're at roughly that mid-career stage. So you're not early entry level anymore. 
So as an aside, you you may be perfect. It would be perfectly natural for you to also have these little thoughts in your mind of like, well, what does that say about me that I need to shadow someone? That would be perfectly natural because, I mean, you've had a very successful career up to this point, you know, at least five years, probably 10 or 15 years so far. And what we discussed in the mastermind and what we know in the literature and what I do a lot of my teaching around in, and what I'm sure you already know as well is that we continuously grow. We continuously grow in our development, in our careers. Um, and often what's super interesting is it's about the mid-career point where we also start to see a, a real convergence in our growing between our personal lives, our home lives, and our work lives because and this is also where we're at as a world too, we're starting to see a lot more integration so, with so many people working from home and with everything that's been happening the last two years, there is a real movement to see work life holistically, to see ourselves as a whole person, that we don't just sort of have our home life and that's one box and then we close that box and then we show up into a whole different different box in our work lives. So w- what we start to notice too is that we do have growth both both at home and at work that interplays with with one another. And so we continue to grow. And at that mid-career level, it's a really interesting point to be learning and growing as well. So whether or not you find yourself in a situation, you know exactly where you want to go and where to grow, go and grow, you know, you know where you want to go, or you're deciding, you're in that phase of, okay, I'm trying to figure out or I'm deciding about what I want to do next. Either way, there is opportunity for growth. And so I just want to let you know that if this is something you're considering, it doesn't say anything about your abilities. It's not saying that that you have a, you know, that you're still in that early career stage of learning. What I am saying is that we always learn. We're continuously learning. And so job shadowing and job shadowing at the mid-career level can be extremely beneficial. So for one, when you job shadow, and this is usually the primary reason you do this, is it gives you new insight into ways of approaching situations. You're going to see the person you're shadowing as well as others in ways that you may not have seen them before. So that's going to give you new ideas. Now, it also can be used because later on, when you are in a difficult situation, such as a conversation or you need to make a difficult decision, you can mentally put yourself into their shoes, almost like mentally imagine, okay, how would that person approach this decision or approach this conversation or whatever else it is that you're facing? So by shadowing them, by spending more time, literally shadowing them, that is going to make it easier for you to adopt that um, kind of like a mental schema. I was chatting with someone a couple months ago and that's how they were referring to it. They loved having these schemas, these you know new ideas of ways of how to show up. And I know this can be uh, particularly helpful for folks who are more neurodivergent. I've certainly had it for myself in the past where it's been extremely beneficial to kind of imagine, okay, what would this person do? And that helped me really tap into my own wisdom. It wasn't inside me the whole time, but it was like a, it's like a little shortcut to finding that wisdom. So that can be really beneficial. But there's other benefits too. So for example, it's going to help you either create or deepen a relationship by spending that much time with someone. And beyond that, you're likely going to be going, you're likely going to be attending meetings and going to 
um, conversations that you otherwise wouldn't have been at. So you're going to have the opportunity to make new connections and make new relationships. And both of those are incredibly valuable. They're, they're invaluable for advancing your career. And more than that, for creating connections across your organization, right? If I know you at all, I know that you are not just about advancing yourself. I mean, that's probably actually one of the things that ends up holding you back because you you don't want to advance yourself at the expense of others. So I'm here to tell you that this is a fantastic way to do both by creating these connections across the organization. Of course, it, it helps you and it also helps um, benefit your organization at well, as well because it creates bonds, relationships, and future dynamics. You already know each other. So it's a wonderful thing both for yourself and your career and also for the organization and for your team, for your unit. And then the last thing that this does, it really shows that you are willing to grow. You're eager, you're curious, you want to grow, and that you'll take initiative. And both of those things stand out for potential sponsors. So being sponsored means that someone is out there advocating for you, advocating for your career. Now, if you haven't heard this before, often we go looking for mentors or we're told to get mentors. And this is especially for people who identify as women. We are often over mentored and we are under sponsored. When you show initiative, you show interest, you show uh, eagerness to grow your leadership, that really can stand out and help you become someone that others want to sponsor. So there is that added benefit as well. So all those things make it for a really fantastic idea for you to approach someone to be their shadow, to job shadow them. So to help you out with this, I came up with five steps that you want to take to be able to job shadow someone you admire. Now, before I jump into those five steps, just wanted to take a quick moment to remind you, if you haven't signed up yet already, definitely sign up for the summit. We have one starting in two weeks at the time that this will be dropping live. It's starting in two weeks, and I would love to see you there. So head on over to themintambition.com slash summit and get your free ticket. The registration ticket is completely free, and then you have a chance afterwards or you have the opportunity afterwards to upgrade your ticket to get live coaching, all kinds of goodies, um, all kinds of really great stuff for a really amazing price. So if you want to upgrade, that's wonderful. You don't have to, though, at all because the registration ticket is totally free. So again, that's at themintambition.com slash summit. Okay, let's jump into the teaching portion. So five steps on how to job shadow someone that you admire. So even before we go into this, let's talk quickly about the mindset. Now, one thing that I have heard before and may come up for you or may come up for you in other similar situations is not wanting to be a burden to the other person, right? You know, raise your hand if you felt that way. You want to ask for something, you know, in this case, we're talking about job shadowing, but it could be anything else and we don't want to burden them. So what I just want to do is help you shift that mindset or maybe just simply work through some of that discomfort to come out the other end to make sure that you are asking for what you want and asking for what you need for your own career. And, you know, I think it's really easy. Like I'm sure we've seen all those memes out there or maybe you've seen a guru say like, oh, the other person isn't going to feel bothered and don't worry and this and that. And what I know about you, if you're listening to this, I know that you are very sensitive to other people's needs and to their emotions. You can pick up on things that they may not ever actually say out loud and you can pick up on it. 
And, you know, the truth is when we ask someone for something, there may be a small portion of the population that that feels bothered, you know, let that that may happen. So let's not I don't I don't want to pretend like it might not happen. I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's useful to pretend that way. But I do want to remind you that most likely, so let's, you know, kind of step out of the the emotions place and think about it more from that more maybe strategic side of things, more neutral scientific side. Most likely, the majority of people are not going to be bothered. So if someone's going to be bothered, first of all, it's a very low likelihood that someone will be bothered. And the other piece too is that you know, do we really want to hold ourselves back because someone would be bothered by that kind of request, right? If you think about if someone's going to be bothered by it, I mean, first of all, maybe something's happening in our life and we can feel compassion for them. Absolutely. On the other hand, the people who are going to be bothered, they're probably going to be bothered by almost anyone asking anyone of that, of them. And I, we really have to ask ourselves, do we really want to hold ourselves back on the the low likelihood that it, we're asking that person, right? Are we going to hold ourselves back versus I'm sure the vast majority, you know, at least 75%, I would guess even up to 90% of people, they're not going to feel bothered because you know what they're going to feel? I promise you, most people are going to feel flattered. Think about it. How would you feel if someone came to you and was telling you that they really admired your communication style or they really wanted to learn more about how you make decisions and how you lead meetings and they wanted to shadow you for the day because of that? Like, wouldn't that bring you a glow? Wouldn't that feel so wonderful? So I promise you the vast majority of people you'd be asking are going to feel flattered. You're actually going to bring them joy, right? Imagine this. You get asked this. What do you do? You go home that night or maybe even like right there in the middle of the day and you you text someone or you might call someone. Like that feels really good. So there's a good chance you're going to bring a real warmth to that person. So sure, maybe there's a chance that you know, someone will feel bothered. But the other thing I know about you, if you're listening to this, again, that you're highly sensitive, you're attuned to emotions, most likely you already know whether someone is going to react poorly, right? You can probably read the room pretty well. So the person that you are likely approaching, if you're if you're even thinking about them, they are most likely not going to react that way. And in fact, they're probably going to react very warmly and very wonderfully. They're going to feel very flattered and feel very grateful that you asked them. Okay, so with that mindset in place, right, we're, we're presenting this to someone, they're going to feel very flattered. Okay, here are the five steps. So um, number one and number two, actually, here's the thing that one and two can be interchanged. You can do either one first or two first. So I'm going to go one and two, but you can reverse them. So number one is identifying who you want to shadow. For those of you, you, you already know, like you're listening to this episode, you, you have someone in mind. So that is step number one, you've identified. But for other people, it could be scanning your organizational org charts or scanning, thinking about people that you really admire, just sort of working through them and then identifying who it is you do want to shadow. Okay. Number two, I want you to list out the skills that you're going to learn, that you're that you're going to be observing, that you're going to be absorbing as you're watching them, as you're shadowing them. 
So for example, like what was coming up in our mastermind were three particular skills, one being communication. You know, that's probably a big one. That's a really wonderful way to advance your communication by observing and then you can practice, but it can really help to observe it directly. So communication skills. Number two is balance. So if you work in a high pressure environment, a lot of work, a heavy workload environment, it can be really beneficial to to shadow someone who you feel has a really good balance, who seems to do a really good job with that pressure. And then number three, another really common skill to want to develop is decision making. So if you know someone who's really strong at decision making, that can be really wonderful to shadow them. So like I said, number two can come first, right? If you're not really sure who to uh, approach for job shadowing, maybe start with a skill. Start with thinking about what skill you want to work on and go from there, okay? But either one or two can go first. After that, after you know who you want to shadow and you, you know what skill that you want to work on, then I want you to think about identifying how will they benefit, so in the, in the marketing world, there's this term called, they call it WIFM, what's in it for me? And that sounds a bit transactional, like it doesn't sound great, especially when I was saying earlier, you know, people will be flattered. But what I want you to do is, and this is always the case, is getting in the habit of putting yourself in other people's shoes and understanding what's going to motivate them. And the reason we're doing it this way is because that's going to influence how you approach them and how you're presenting this to, to them. So to give you a few examples of how they might benefit, I already actually mentioned one, which is that they're going to feel flattered. So like their their um, ego is that's their that's part of the benefit. So that's already baked in there. What I mentioned earlier, but the other piece too, and it's it's related to that to that feeling flattered is they benefit by helping you grow. Okay. That, that is a benefit to other people. You know, think, think about it for yourself. You're most likely the kind of leader who wants to help others grow. So can you imagine, right, if someone approaches you and wants to grow, like that's a benefit because you want to help people grow. So that is a benefit for someone else who wants to help others grow. You've given them someone to help grow. But in addition to that, another benefit they can get, you can give them a thought partner, Right. So this is the case when you have, um, you already have a, a, a good solid relationship with that person, or or maybe you're the kind of person that you can quickly develop that trusting relationship. So you can follow them, shadow them, let's say attend a few meetings, and maybe after a few meetings, or even after every meeting, you can give them a, a brainstorm partner, a thought partner, kind of like a safe space for them to process and go over and think over what just happened or ahead of a meeting, talk through, give them someone to work through what they're about to do or say or present or even decide. You can give them that thought partner experience, which is very, very beneficial to them. And then the third one is it can benefit them to um, link into organizational initiatives. So the reason I mention that is because there are a lot of organizations that will have learning, training, development type programs or initiatives, you know, very, very few organizations kind of ignore that these days, most likely your organization has something. And so by supporting you, it, it gives them something to discuss, it gives them it actually gives them a story they can use about their ability to empower, lead, develop, grow others. And so they're tying into those organizational initiatives and gives them that boost to their own storytelling. 
So it is a benefit to you, but it really is a benefit to, to the person you are shadowing. Okay. Then, so after you've done all those three, you've, you've identified who you want to shadow, you've listed the skills, you know how they will benefit. That's when you ask. That's when you ask for it. Okay. And the thing is, is that there's at least two sets of folks that you need to, that you'll want to ask. So, and some of this will depend on your organizational dynamics, but for a lot, a lot of people, you're going to need to chat with your manager first and make sure that they're okay. Because in shadowing someone else, you will be spending time away from your regular work. Okay. Now it is possible that you're able to balance and squeeze everything in together, but this is, this is really beneficial if you can approach this from a real learning, you know, carving out that time for learning, which does mean that some of your performance or your work product is going to go down for a little bit. So you just want to make sure that you're okay with your own management team. Now, like I said, that's not necessarily everyone. Maybe you're in an organization where you can do these things. You're very, very empowered. There are some organizations that are extremely empowered and you can do that. But for the most part, you at least want to have a conversation and discuss this with your manager. Now, the other person, of course, is the person you're going to be shadowing, right? And that's that conversation where you're going to ask them about whether you can shadow them. And so what you want to do in that conversation, first, you want to be presenting it at least in part through that lens of how it's going to benefit them, right? But you also want to make it an ask and, and really approach that conversation from a place of a mutual win, if not even like bit of that joyful connection, right? You want to come at it from that, less of the transactional nature. You really want to come at it more from a collaboration, connection, even joyful place when you're approaching the conversation. And then in that conversation, you don't want to just get a yes, right? Like you could just get a yes, but you want to have a real conversation around what it would look like. You want to be setting expectations and setting up the logistics. So some things to be considering are things like if you're shadowing them into meetings, are you are you actually participating? Are you not participating? Are you going to talk about the meetings before and after? Are you going to have a chance to debrief? Is this going to involve any kind of feedback? Like, is it a shadowing where you are going to participate and then they will give you feedback afterwards? Or is it really more of a true shadowing where you're you're essentially allowed or permitted to go to, to conversations and, and rooms and meetings that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily be going to? You want to be thinking too of what, what does this look like? Do you shadow the person for a full day, like an entire day? Or are you going to shadow them a few times here and there over the course of a week? Or, or maybe is it only one or two meetings? So these are some of the things you want to think about ahead of time. And then you want to have that conversation to make sure that, that you're both on the same page and that you both have the same expectations of what it would look like. And then after that, so once you've got those logistics sorted out and you've set the expectations and you've got things set, well, then you want to do is you want to approach that day and show up that show up that day, really feeling the energy of learning, okay? showing up with curiosity, showing up with openness and a willingness to learn. And the reason I mentioned that, and I, I really want you to be mindful of it, is because it can become, it's a, it can be very easy to slide into feeling more anxious or nervous because, you know, feeling like 
you're on the spot, especially if you have decided to participate. It is going to be more participatory than just shadowing. So it's very easy to get into our own heads when we feel like we have to perform and perform at a certain level. So I really want you to work on showing up with curiosity, showing up with openness, move into that energy of curiosity and interest. That's how I want you to show up so that you're able to learn and able to grow and and also make those connections. Because when you show up with that openness and the curiosity, eagerness to learn, people are attracted to that. They're going to be very interested in that. So that's how I want you to show up when it comes to that day, when it comes to doing that job shadowing. So there you have it, how to shadow someone you admire. Now, we could, of course, go into all kinds more details into this, which I don't have time for in the podcast, but I will invite you, send me a message. If there is some someone you're thinking about shadowing or you love this idea, but you're not even sure who to shadow or you're nervous about some element of it, you feel nervous about maybe the ask or showing up for it, or you're not really sure how they benefit, any of those steps, send me a message. Come find me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. Just check the show notes. There's many different ways of contacting me. Send me a message and usually I can help troubleshoot this even just over message back and forth. Or maybe we can just hop on a really quick complimentary 10-minute call. Usually we can tweak this. It doesn't usually take very much to kind of tweak something like this. It's so specific. I would love to support you in that. And of course, we have the summit. So in the summit, there's lots of different sessions that can help, especially around the nervousness piece. If you're feeling nervousness or you're worried about bothering someone, maybe you're not really sure what to say, come to the summit, come learn with us, come develop with us there. You're going to get to meet other people that are in similar situations, as well as the experts, which similar to the whole reason for job shadowing really helps you with those mental schemas. And you can kind of slip on that person's persona for making the ask, for example. So I definitely would love to see you over at the summit. Again, that's themintambition.com slash summit. And for now, go have a good one and I'll see you around. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, if this podcast helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It takes about 20 seconds, if that, and it's, it's honestly the easiest way for you to thank me for this episode. Every time I see a review, it brings me so much joy and it just lights me up. So if you could do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Now, the other thing you can do is you can take a screenshot of this episode or even a screenshot of your review and send it to a friend or share it in a Facebook group or even post on your LinkedIn newsfeed to let other people know about this podcast and this episode. Thanks again. And now get out there and start breaking some rules. <laughs>